Section 32 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834 to 1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 32 Truth and Error. Reflection upon these broad subjects seems to have developed the ambition to systematize all accumulated knowledge and philosophies, from those of the savage and lower barbarian to those of the modern scientific world, thus framing a cosmic compendium at once broader and simpler than any previously conceived. He was in this way carried from the concrete study of human races to the more and more abstract study of human thought. The field that he sought to cover was more extensive than any that he had previously cultivated, and it is to be questioned whether so vast an ambition was not less a sign of continued strength than of approaching weakness. He planned to arrange the entire content of knowledge in a system of three parts, the first to deal with nature, the second with man, and the third with mind, and with a view to giving his results a general and hence permanent character, the work was given the form of a trilogy and was modeled after artistic rather than technical standards. The first part of this heavy undertaking was published under the title of Truth and Error, or The Science of Intellection, 1898. The second part appeared in a series of papers in the American Anthropologist, having for titles the names of the Pentalogic series given above, and designed for reprinting with additions under the name of Good and Evil. The third part was left unfinished. A devotedly loyal disciple of Powell's says of this work, quote, the breadth and depth of its foundations were little realized by co-workers, still less by the critics of the preliminary essays. Indeed, the modesty of the author seldom permitted him to see in its full magnitude the mighty task to which he was impelled by the same powerful instinct that inspired his military and exploratory efforts." But the same disciple went so far in eulogizing his master that we must prefer the estimate of another of Powell's intimates, a man of more even balance, who formed his judgment without overweight of admiration, and who wrote of his friend, quote, His philosophic writings belong to a field in which thought has ever found language inadequate, and are for the present, so far as may be judged from reviews of truth and error, largely misunderstood. Admitting myself to be one of those who fail to understand much of his philosophy, I do not therefore condemn it as worthless, for in other fields of his thought, events have proved that he was not visionary, but merely in advance of his time. It is sad to close the record of an earnest life with an account of plans unfinished and unfinishable rather than with a record of labors brought to a well-rounded close. It is sadder still to follow a leader to a point where his leading is not followed, where his latest thoughts, instead of remaining the inspiration and foundation of new studies, are passed over in silence by the generation that follows him. 
but for these reflections there are two consolations. One is the contemplation of the great and enduring work that the leader accomplished in years of fuller strength, and of that some record is here set forth. The other is the loving memory in which he is held by his many friends. Two of these may here speak, as they did at a meeting commemorative of Powell's services, held under the auspices of the Washington Academy of Sciences on February 16, 1903. End of section 32.